All right, everybody, welcome back to this week's Grindstone Adventures podcast episode. Uh, We did not get an episode out last week. I was in the woods turkey hunting. So during the season, I have decided to move the podcast to bi-weekly instead of weekly. And during the off-season, it will be weekly. So this week, it's going to be a short podcast, about 30 minutes. Um, We got some uh, dirty sons of bitches coming on here today. Uh, We got some Ulster brothers of mine uh, from college. So things will be extremely graphic. Uh, So if you're not ready for that, then don't listen. Um, But other than that, it's going to be nothing but tomfoolery and old stories. So if you're going to stick with us through the whole ride, then God bless your soul. This is episode 13 or 14, I think. So let's welcome the guys on here. How you doing today, dickheads? Fantastic. Jesus. And I'm obviously your host, Zach Fear. So these are brothers from Ulster. Um, John, you guys might know from the YouTube clip introducing members from the Einstone team. Um, he currently has no camera, so I don't know how he's going to give me any content. But uh, I guess that's a bridge for him to cross another day. Uh, they're all pretty pretty whacked out their minds having a good time right now as you could hear but uh so what were your exams like were they hard or something i personally didn't go to any of them you graduated john uh no exams this year were kind of a joke all my classes are online and one in-person exam so it was pretty much a cakewalk and then your city ever after the first exam so oh yeah Baca you got too many classes coming up so we're not going to talk about yours <laughs> you're, you're young and still so Roby you, how many games you guys got left are you done uh, too many to count did you guys end up making postseason uh, we did not we uh, we had we had the uh, record for most wins in the season we, had, we went 9-8 so that's program history uh, but we lost uh, Mountain Union, which kind of took us out of the playoff race. So we weren't going to go any farther than we were. But, I mean, we made a lot of records in history this year. So Okay. that's that's How long has the program been active? For six, seven years? Yeah, I think six or seven. Um, but it's only going to go up from here. So You coming back for your uh, extra year of eligibility? Well, technically, I have three more years of eligibility because of COVID, and I got hurt. But next year is still kind of a toss-up. I got some things to think about this summer. Uh, see if I'm going to come back next year for my senior season. So you only played one full season. Yeah, I, freshman year, I we lost COVID, so I, COVID happened, so I only played four games. And then last year, I played one game until I got knee surgery. So this is my first full year since I was a senior in high school. Okay, so I I don't know how the eligibility thing works. Is it you play under half the season, you still got a full year of eligibility? Yeah, that's the rule. And the way the NCAA did it, uh, my freshman and sophomore year, um, they gave us our eligibility back freshman year, and all Division three athletes didn't use any eligibility last year. Hell, maybe I'll come back and take a semester of schooling just so I can come hang out with the boys because I have a year of eligibility left to track and three of football. And I might as well. Our football team's dog shit, so I wouldn't play for them. Well, the team doctor, is he still uh, from Zanesville, a big jack guy? I don't think so. 
well, maybe I can get past their liability issues then and put a helmet on again. The way Roby's grades are looking, he might have three more years of eligibility. Roby, have you been taken off in the classroom? No, I had, I'm about to have a 3-4 this semester. There you go. Hey, Squints, you, you, can, you can fuck off calling me dumb and stuff from now on because I'm carrying a 4.0 in grad school. I didn't know that special ed had a GPA. Wow. Wow. Let it be known, these guys are drinking right now, so there will be some comments, and this episode is explicit for a reason, so if if your virgin ears cannot handle this, uh, go listen to Joe Rogan. But, uh, so, what's your guys' summer plans? I know John's is to work, and I don't know when his wedding is, but I better get an invite, because I'm going to get drunk as fuck there. I'm just working, really. Um, I'm going to the Outer Banks for two weeks, and that's about it. Old North Carolina, right? Oh, hell yeah. Beautiful state. What Love did, it. You guys didn't get a spring break because you were playing lacrosse, right? Yeah. Well, I got a spring break. I don't play lacrosse anymore. Why not? Um, Bush Light. Bush Light and grades. Come on now. I mean, I was the worst at getting homework and stuff done when I was there, and I still graduated. Granted, awesome. they, they kind of just shoved the paper in my face and told me to get off campus, but still. <laughs> I'll still graduate. I just hated the coaches and didn't want to play lacrosse anymore in college. It's a lot more fun without a sport. Uh, I mean, I, I can vouch for that for the first half of the year. I mean, I, I mean, I still had responsibilities with the football team, but I had a blast. I don't know how that school let me have keys to 45% of the utility buildings there, and I still you were the best water boy that my school ever had. No, 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 no. Don't get it confused. I was not a water boy. Never once carried water in my entire four years there. He just did the laundry. I'm sorry. He played on Sundays. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that laundry because they paid me to do that shit. Yeah, plus the trainers weren't hard to look at. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Plus, you know, they got me in with a lot of people in the upper offices of that campus so i got away with a lot of stuff oh my summer plans yeah i'm working you called that um gonna do a couple of trips uh, fishing trips going up, to, going up to lake Erie for a week take the boat out do some walleye and some perch fishing take the old lady out there and uh see if i can get her to go overboard i mean uh, <laughs> <the time. laughs> don't worry she won't even hear that so yeah, no, I know. Well, I tell it to her face. <laughs> no, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do some fishing this summer. Um, well, hell, if I get some time off, you'll have to show me the good spots in Lake Erie because my only experience on Lake Erie was uh, dog shit. Yeah, we'll have to take the old lineman out and uh, we'll, we'll uh, troll for some walleye. I've never caught a walleye in my entire life. Well, I'll tell you what, they're hitting pretty hard out of Lorraine. Last I heard, uh, early. Early spring, late winter, they were starting to catch them, and uh, yeah. coming up here in the next month or two, they should be hitting pretty hard. Well, from uh, what I was... East out of Lorraine, or uh, straight north out of Sandusky, Huron area. Yeah, from what I was told, today I stopped and talked to your best friend. I dropped off a hat to him. Oh, old Dave. Oh, big Dave. Yeah. Sat and shot the shit with him today. He's going up next weekend to go, or this weekend yeah. to go fishing. Yeah, he was yeah, saying that they're hitting pretty good. But I might 
I probably need to text him. I might be going on that charter. He invited me to do uh, that. Yeah, I'd text him because as I was leaving, the captain was texting him because there's inclement weather on its way, and they don't know how that's going to work out. So. Yeah. Yeah, but other than that, dude, I'm going to be farming. Got to gotta get crops in the ground, and I bought that Jeep Willys. Sure, you saw pictures of it. Oh yeah, so. dude, we gotta get you to bring that thing down here and stick it next to my buddy's five ton. That'll be a good picture. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna put new suspension under that and rewire it this this summer and uh, take her out on some trails, rip the fucking tires off it. There you go. Out of it again. Yeah, my dog jumped out of it, broke his damn leg. <laughs> Didn't drag him 100 yards. <laughs> yeah, he was, the dog was, I had him tied in so he couldn't jump out. Well, he found a way to get around the tie out and jumped over the side and I wasn't able to stop immediately. And it was almost, it was almost life or death situation, but he's okay. He's doing good. I got him uh, in with a couple other bird dogs doing some training. So there you go. Get him out, get him out for pheasant season this year. There you go. Let it be known we do not abuse animals here willingly. Absolutely not. I love my dog more than anything. Unless they're kind news. I mean, uh, Deltas. What? Well, you got a Delta sitting on the couch here, and I'm marrying a kind news. So. That's exactly why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Boone, Boone's doing good. He's uh, He'll be he's still, a year old in a month or so. He's still eating drywall? No, just peeling the paint off it. <laughs> yeah, He goes to the same special, special college that you go to. I don't lick. I don't tear paint off. I lick windows. And eat crayons. No, I'm not a marine. <laughs> oh, you, uh, you better watch what you say, buddy. Why? Now uh, we respect the military around here. Have you not listened to any of the episodes yet? Nope, not a single one. My buddy Joe's been on twice so far, and he's getting promoted tomorrow to staff sergeant. I I dog the military just as much as I dog anybody, but I still have a lot of respect for the military. Well, you're here. Because there's a lot of people out dog, but I draw a line when it comes to the police and the firefighters and the military. Yeah, firefighters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will, Roby. I will whoop your scrawny little behind. Be careful, he'll tear. He'll tear his other ACL. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be limping like my dog. Put a collar on him and a leash, and it'll look identical. We're talking about putting the shock collar on. Dude, you guys ought to... On Roby. To clarify, we're going to put it on Roby. I'm glad you clarified. That got kinky for a second. (laughs) Yeah, it's just Roby, not the dog. uh... Squints carries a jar of peanut butter around with him. (laughs) Again, for Roby. (laughs) I don't think that... I don't think that makes it any better. So, Fear, what are you up to down there? I am actually in Carrollton. Um, I got my 40 hours early this week, and uh, I came home to try and get a thunder chicken on the ground. So I thought your counseling required 60 hours. You get away with 40 now? Well, depends on who you talk to. Um, but no, I was in Virginia Monday or Sunday night, Monday night. Worked Tuesday and came home. Worked in the shop in West Virginia, and then uh, part of Virginia. I was. The whole damn state. Fuck Austin. Yeah, Virginia sucks. Virginia is the worst state in Northeast Ohio. Northeast yeah, Ohio. North- United <laughs> States of America. <laughs> uh, I was about an hour from DC, Arlington. Oh, 
like, okay, like, what, what was it called? Like, what area were you in? Uh, Front Royal. Oh, dude, I live like 30 minutes from Front Royal. It's a shithole. No, actually. Oh, Front Royal is a shithole. It, it looked all right. There's it was no just too busy. And find the next bridge and Roby's cardboard box is right under there. Yeah, Front Royal is a shithole. One time I went to get gas on the way home from school, and the, the lady who served me my food literally had the smoker implant, so she had like press in her neck when she said, Order 63. <laughs> I was kind of like, damn, I'm never stopping here again. <laughs> hey, sometimes they make the best food. You ever been in a, a kitchen? No, that was the worst BLT of my life. I gotta go walk my horse. <laughs> <laughs> it was disgusting. I don't know how you fuck up a BLT, but she managed it. Well, I mean, you gotta be used to it eating the food down there in Muskingum. Yeah. yeah, the food here is dog shit. Dining oh. only gets worse. See, was- you young guys missed out. Ask Quince. When I was in school there, dude, ulcers ate like kings whenever I was bored or I was drunk. Because I would just fire up the grill and I would make everybody food. We gotta get a new grill. Yeah, our grill's falling apart. Don't you, don't you trash my grill. That's a, that's a relic. I don't know if the grill we have is your grill, but we lost one at the baseball game last year. So now we went from two grills to one grill. It's that shitty looking grill that's missing a wheel on the side of your porch. Oh, then we still have it. No. Yeah, that that one's a relic. It's been through the fort and everything. Yeah, we used to start it up with fucking twigs from the yard. That's right. I used to start it up with about a gallon of starter fluid underneath the windows and smoke the house out. It's <laughs> <laughs> terrible. It's probably why the fire alarm went off so much. Why do you think Why do you think Mad Dog used to fight the fire marshal down there? Mad Dog went to fight everybody. That's not true. He didn't want to fight Squints. He did. I don't know who the Squincy speak of is, but he sounds like a brave soul. I mean, he was a brave soul to jump the f- the fence at a lacrosse game looking like what's-his-nuts. I'd just like to point out that whoever Squints is, um, as soon as he jumped the fence, the lacrosse team started winning, and now they've got a winning record. So clearly that mascot is the best thing that's ever happened for that. Right? I think the best thing that happened was when the mascot wasn't there. Because now we actually have a winning season when the mascot wasn't there. <laughs> I, I think that might have something to do with the alcohol, not the mascot. That's no no so argument. we've all told you our plans for the summer, old man. What are your plans? My plans are I'm going to do a lot of work, try and save up as much money, because I'm going to try and buy a house this summer. And, you know, continue my schooling and shit. And then uh, basically make a lot of investments and prepare for the deer season because I'm going hard this year. I'm hunting Michigan, uh, PA, and Ohio. So, These are some expensive licenses here. right there. Not really. hard this year for deer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it reminds me of a joke I heard today from a customer. Okay. Why did the pervert cross the road? There's a lot of reasons. He is still stuck inside the chicken. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Someone go get Farmer Brown. Are we still doing that elk hunting trip soon? Yeah, I'm. I pushed it back to 2024, but yeah, I'm. I'm planning on. It's going to be over the counter tag, which you know, you guys ought to wait till you're out of school and got a full time job to do that because it, an out of state tag and license over the counter is still like seven hundred dollars. I graduate next year, so I 2024 I can swing. 
I graduate 2024. 2024, I'll be dead. Shut the hell up. But, yeah, I'm, I, I'm looking at game units out there and stuff. I got a bunch of notes on it and stuff. I'm looking at the northwest side of um, Denver area. So... Bow hunting or gun hunting? Bow, obviously. Gun hunting is gun hunting will be fun, but you know, getting that close and hearing a an elk bugle, there's nothing like it. I guarantee it. Yeah, yeah. Especially being in the mountains. Yeah, so you better get in shape because if you get one, like when I'm talking, I'm going in there like I'm gonna have water purification and stuff like that intense, and I'm sleeping out there. And, And if I shoot one, we're packing out six plus miles to get the damn thing out of there. Yep. It's a heavy animal right there. Well, we probably would eat some of it out there. So, Fear, have you picked up any new firearms lately? Yeah. What'd uh, you get? I actually bought a Glock 19 about two months ago, and I bought a, a 12-gauge. It's a, called a Stevens 320. Um, it's a brand of Savage. And then... Uh, I, yeah, I've had the other ones, but yeah, I've, I got the Glock and the shotgun. That's the newest ones, but I just bought a bunch of parts for my AR-47. So I, uh, I've got a customer up in Coshocton area who owns a gun shop, mm-hmm. and he, he buys some maintenance supplies off me, but uh, I've recently purchased a lever action Henry 22. A little plinking for, gun. For about $200, brand new. Two hundred dollars. You heard me correctly. Is it chrome or is it gold? Is it a Henry? It's a Henry. It's a, it's the black steel. It's nothing special, but it is a lever action. It's a it's a repeater, so it's fifteen round. Got the little tube, or is it all low through the side? It's got a tube. That's a good gun, though. I mean, it's got the it's name good, to it. It's a damn good gun with a good name for the price. And the reason I ask is uh, he's got a Mossberg 512 gauge with a short barrel. <laughs> solid offer. Solid offer is it got a buttstock? No, it's it's uh, it's um, not solid off. It's factory. Well, if it's I bought the, it, it would be it's solid the off. Shortest barrel that Mossberg makes, like a 16 inch, I think. Is it semi? Something stupid like that. It's probably no, 14 it's inch. A pump gun. It's a it's a Mossberg 500 camo wrapped pump. That's $285. That's not too bad for a Mossberg. I bought my Stevens for 250 Yeah, it's it's a pretty darn good uh, good gun and a pretty good price on it. So I've been looking at it, but if it's something you're interested in, let me know. I can uh, talk to you about it. I'm, I'm tapped out on the guns right now. Plus, I'm not a huge shotgun guy. Uh, I bought the shotgun I just bought for turkey hunting specifically. And because it was $250, I was like, well... If I don't like turkey hunting, I'm not going to be mad. I bought a $250 shotgun. But yeah, I enjoy turkey hunting. It turns out after last weekend, I'm hooked on turkey hunting, and I didn't even get a shot off. Yeah, you get you get hooked on the chase. You're not like you might not kill it every time, but you get hooked if on the chase. If you're chasing them, you're hunting turkey wrong. Well, not always. Kid, not always. No. And then you call them in. No. The way I turkey hunt and the way that I've killed some nice turkey is figure out where they're roosting and set up underneath their trees about five o'clock in the morning and wait for dawn and then they'll drop down see that's an ideal situation listen to the call and then we uh we call for them get a a chirp and then we uh 
go set up and call them in. Well, the way I'm doing it tomorrow morning, um, because I'm terrible at calling, it sounds like a dying duck while it's getting impenetrated. Are you using a mouth call or are you using a... Uh, depending on... Drum? My, my mouth call is in New York right now, my buddy's truck. I uh, forgot to drop it off when I left last weekend. Um, but I have a slate call and a box call, but if it's raining, that slate call is going to stay in the truck, and I'll take the box call with me. Um, yeah, but the mouth call's more effective. Basically, what I'm going to do, because I'm not very good at calling and I don't have anybody to come out and call for me, is I'm going to try and come up with a plan tonight to make a crow call or an owl call. And what I'm going to do is just run those calls and shock gobble them and try and get near them. Because I'm running three inch four shot. So I should be able to kill up to 60 yards. Yeah, but if you want to shoot turkey. Yards. Part of the joy of the shooting took you from like 20 yards away. Oh, I know. The one last weekend, he he wouldn't commit because of the scenario. He didn't give us any time to get set up. He was at 70 yards, and he wouldn't commit. But if he would have come within 30, 40, I was, I was taking his head off. But You ever bow hunt for turkey? Hell no. I just bought my compound in November. Dude, one of my child, my earliest childhood memories, when I was younger, I'd go turkey around with my dad. And I'd just sit there, and they would call him in. And my dad always told me when I, I was like nine or eight, and my dad was like, "Yeah, well, when you get on it, let me know, and I'll tell you like to put the safety off, pull the trigger." And I'm sitting there on top of like two jakes, and my red dots on, and my dad's like, "All right, you on?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm on it." So he's like, "All right, take the safety off and like shoot it." And I sat there for like five minutes, and the red dot was on my shotgun, on the jake, on its head. My dad's like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, Dad, I can't see the turkey. My red dot's covering his head. <laughs> <laughs> My dad's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, pull the trigger. He's like, Dad, I can't see the turkey. The red dot's covering his head. And he got to the point where he got so pissed off, he just pulled up his shotgun, unloaded, missed all of them, <laughs> shoved his shotgun in t- like 20 yards in the woods, bounced off a tree. And then I got cussed at for the next 30 minutes. <laughs> and then the other 30 minutes, we were sitting there looking for his fucking sight that was on his the front end of his shotgun never found it and to this day he still brings up that story because he's pissed off because i could have had my turkey like five years earlier than i had my first turkey <laughs> that's the joy of hunting with your parents yeah <laughs> my it's first tough. time deer hunting with my well not my first time deer hunting but the first time i ever got a chance to kill a deer i was down in southern ohio in a little box blind my dad was watching i i fell asleep down underneath the blind I had a 410 shotgun. My dad goes, he shakes me awake. And there was no like windows or anything, so it was just, I had to pop up over the top. So he, he shook me awake. He goes, there's a deer over your left side. Now, Squints, you keep your mouth shut for at least two more minutes before you say another word about me being dumb, all right? Give me a second to finish the story. So he shakes me awake, says there's a deer over my left side. So I pop up and I look over my right side and I'm looking for this deer. I'm like, where the fuck is this thing? And obviously he's seen me pop up. So now he's fucking stamping and blue and he takes off running. I hear my swing around. I start unloading a 410, missed every shot. And my dad just looked at me and goes, I said your left side. And I was like, well, I thought I went to the left. And he's like, your other left. So I popped up over the wrong side and my dad gave me shit. He st- if he remembers it, he probably forgot by now. But if he would remember that, he'd give me shit for it to this day. All right, Squints, let it out. I know it's killing you. Well, I ain't got nothing to say. You said it for yourself. Now, when you go hunting with your dad, you know, 
the uh, there is no coming back from that. You fuck up, you're about it for ten years after the fact. No, I I remember my first time hunting with my dad, and I didn't fuck up. Were you road hunting? No, my dad my dad never pushed hunting on me, never never gave me a hard time about it. Got excited when I shot my first doe. Poter I remember being probably fuck, I don't know, eight years old, sitting in a blind and we had we built a it was a, our chicken coop. We put it on skis and we put put it on the back of the tractor and pulled it out in the middle of the field. There's probably a eight by four or something because the top of it we used an old truck cap so it had sliding windows so you could stand up and slide the windows of the truck cap out and stick your gun out and shoot it well back then we used to have deer like you wouldn't believe and we had a we had a herd of probably 30 of them come into this field and they were a good 150 200 yards out and i had a freaking 410 it was about dark near the end of the season we hadn't shot anything dad didn't really carry a gun when we were hunting because he wanted me to shoot it it was still during adult season but uh he just never really carried but this one day he decided oh, i'll take my 44 out there so he had his 44 magnum revolver which if you know what that is it's a fucking cowboy gun fuck yeah it is so i stand up it's just about dark and i start letting light fly aiming like six foot above this deer because my 410 is not going to travel 150 yards to put this deer down some kentucky windage so i unload didn't hit a damn thing you could clearly tell i didn't hit anything and i was like dad we got to get a deer dad steps out of this damn blind and he unloads his 44 bam 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 (laughs) fucking five rounds in the air didn't hit a single fucking deer and I didn't hear anything for two weeks. <laughs> My ears were ringing like the goddamn Liberty Bell just went off in front of me. That's, That's awesome. My oldest hunting memory. That was uh, that was funny. And the next year, I uh, shot my first buck. So there's nothing like shooting a deer with a handgun, though. I shot two of them with a 357 Magnum. That's a little gun. I shot one at 70 yards and dropped it. I have yet to put one down with a handgun. I'm uh, currently trying my side lock 50 caliber. It's a, a kit gun my grandpa built back in the 60s, probably. And uh, you can still buy the kits for them today at freaking Cabela's or anywhere you want, you know. It's a 50 caliber Thompson. They got that awesome place up near your dad's house, the log cabin. Hmm? That that awesome place up there by your dad's house, the log cabin. It's all muzzleloader. Yeah, yeah I've, I've shot a couple deer out of that woods. but I've So I haven't killed any deer with this muzzleloader, and the reason is every year that I don't see a deer, my dad cleans the gun. And after he cleans the gun, there's oil left in the nipple for the uh spark chamber where the cap goes off yep and the oil blocks the spark from hitting the black powder so two years in a row i have missed my shot at nice bucks because i've shot three rounds and the cap just keeps going off and the black powder doesn't ignite there's there's a solution to that even with the oil in there you take a little bit of loose black powder and put it in the nipple and put the cap over it 
and I've done that too and got it to fire, but it always seems to happen when I've got a deer in front of me, this gun doesn't go off. And it's an accurate gun. I, I could hit lead. I hit a lead plate at 150, 200 yards, no problem with 120 grains. So it sounds like the problem is you need to take responsibility and clean your own gun. So, well, I do <laughs> clean my own gun now. And last year I missed a buck, and do you want to know why? Because you aimed high. Nope. The gun didn't go off again. And you want to know why it didn't go off? Forget to load it. It was, it was raining the evening that I was hunting. <laughs> and I got water into that damn spark chamber. You and need, so the damn gun didn't go off again. You need to be so smarter or get a different gun. No. It's my grandpa. My grandpa's dead. It's his gun. I want to kill a deer with it. It's a family tradition. It's... Uh, for me, it's about the sport. It's not about killing the deer. I mean, I eat them. I don't waste anything, but I like to do it for sport. So what I've started doing, I've had good success with because I've now killed a deer with it, was I wrapped the firing chamber with cling wrap. Yeah, I, there's keeps a lot of some, people who do that. Keeps the moisture out of there, and then when you shoot, the hammer rips through the cling wrap and still throws the spark in. Because you put the, the cap on first, and then you cling wrap over it. Right. The hammer still ignites the cap, ignites the powder, and the gun goes off. But that's the fun that I've had trying to hunt with a 70, 80-year-old gun. Oh, yeah. My brother has a, you ever heard of a 69 caliber muzzleloader? Heard of, never seen. Well, whenever you come up and visit, if you ever do, um, it's a smooth bore, so there's no rifling in the barrel. Uh-huh. And the gun weighs like maybe two pounds. That's it. It's side lock, you know load down the barrel like a normal muzzleloader that thing is fun to shoot you can change the choke out and take it turkey hunting with turkey load or bird hunting with a bird load that's how awesome this gun is but it will kick your shoulder off but it, it we have a 69 caliber muzzleloader and it, it's fun to shoot well i'm gonna get a deer i'm gonna get a, a get a buck with this 50 cal and then i'm done playing with it because i've already got it though and now i'm gonna get a buck with it and I'm going to be done using it because it's just it's for the sport. So after I get the buck with it, what I'm going to do is get a lever action 4570. There you go. That's a big that's round. And start cheating. <laughs> 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 that's, that's cheating. The deer has no advantage when you got a freaking elephant gun out there in a tree stand. That's that. I mean, that's true. But like you said, it for you, it's all about sport and filling your freezer. So that's that's all hunting's about, you. I mean, for me, it, it, I enjoy it so much. It's my piece, so I, I like to, you know, play the chess match with them and get within five, ten yards with a bow. So that, that's what I like to do. I mean, I've killed ninety or eighty percent of the deer I've killed with a gun, but my last two kills were with uh, crossbow. Eighty percent. So what's that? Three out of the four that you've ever killed? No, no. I mean, I'm not no major grand deer hunter or anything like that. I did put, <laughs> I put a lot of work into it. I, I put a lot of work into the last two years to get the deer I got last year, and that's why I got an eight point that scored just under 150 inches. But um, that's funny. I scored just under 150 inches the other day. I don't even want to ask. Significantly under 150 inches. <laughs> no, no. The doctor said I was right about there. We're not talking about the circumference of your shoulders all the way around, there, guy. Well, I'm just saying I had to cough before the measurements. Oh, Tim just tried to call me. He's going to have to wait. Oh, so, Roby, you said you deer hunt. 
Yeah. And Squinchy Deer Hunt. Who who else is there? Baca and who? Patty. Who? I deer hunt too. So what what kind of memories you have deer hunting? Baca's um, probably got memories hunting deer down in them desert areas. You wear harnesses? I know. D- depends on the day. This was when I was a lot younger, so yeah, I did wear a harness back then. But you just got to get a good core balance because I used, I mean, I wear them now since I go up in climbers, but uh, I never used to wear harnesses at all, and I'd just fall asleep in the tree stand. Oh, yeah. Thank God I was wearing a harness this, this day because I just passed out. I was freezing, so I was like, I'm going to take a little nap. I was shivering, and... Uh, Passed out and woke up hanging in the tree. Yeah, science says if your body's cold, you should go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wear a harness if you're a climber. I wasn't a climber. Well, Baco. Let's hear, do you have any more questions for us? Well, let's hear what Baco's found in the desert. Maybe just some rattlesnakes. Well, he isn't here. Baco's not here. Oh, I thought he was. No, it just me, senor. <laughs> you guys are confusing the hell out of me. It's an old age. Yeah, that's oh, I'm only 25. Baca hasn't been here since Ice came to campus. What? No, he's been there recently. And now and I stopped a couple times. What was it, last month, guys? No, no, no. no. It was definitely last month. Ice. Not, oh, not ice, ice. Oh, I gotcha, ice. I gotcha. <laughs> was he over by the Home Depot too much? Yeah, they caught on to him when he started getting a bunch of, I told, bunch of shit to customize his pickup truck to turn it into a tour bus. I told him he's got to alternate between Lowe's and Home Depot. Yeah, well, 7-Eleven started catching on. <laughs> but, uh, well... I don't think I have any more questions unless you guys want to spout off about anything else. No, I think we got about 30 problems calling our name that we got to get to address them. So there's 30 problems in 10 of you, so that means Squints and Roby is going to drink at least 15. What What are you drinking? Um, the other 10. Do you not know how to do math? <laughs> we got a couple extra Jeez. around. I said 15 at 15. And I know. <laughs> yeah, you guys definitely go to Muskingum. I know. You graduated there. Yeah, that's questionable. We all got the same degree. And they're all, they only, the only way ulcers make it out of there nowadays is 
the teachers in the school get tired of us and they shove papers in our face to get off their campus. Speak for yourself. I had fantastic grades when I graduated. Uh, I'll have Hilton pull up the transcript. I'll read it. That's well, fine. we actually talked about this the other day that uh, we have a running theory that the more you drink, the better grades you get. I'm, I'm living proof to that not being true. And I'm proof of the contrary. When I didn't drink, I had bad grades. I only drink every day and more than I should. I have really good grades. So, well, we'll, we'll put this. To, we'll we'll get a controlled experiment, or we'll have to learn something or other. Uh, we'll drink, and then we'll do it, and then we'll come back sober and do it. I'm, I'm game. I still feel like I do better drunk. All right. We'll. we'll how about this? Um. We'll build an AR-15 drunk and one sober, and then we'll yeah, fire him. That might be all for it. Dibs on shooting the drunk one. <laughs> I'll shoot any of them. We'll see. I fucking hate my shoulder anyways. I, I've got a leg up on you guys. I've built two AR-15s already. I've built two of them. So I, I already know what I'm doing. I built a two two three, and I built a five five six two two three uh conversion. I've built a 762 by 39 and I've built a 300 blackout. I've seen the 300. All right, boys, put your dicks aside. Well, you've seen. Yeah, you've seen this. Well, no, you didn't see the 762 because I left it in the car whenever I came up and I was packing last summer. Yeah, I think I do remember that. Yeah, but. Uh, all right, well, we'll let you guys get to uh, polishing some cans. All right, make sure you guys go take a piss in the fountain for me. Oh, I got to piss like a racehorse right now. And the fountain's a walk, though. Might have to settle for the front yard. Why would you... Good evening, old Why would you walk? You drive up there. I can't even drive sober. We know. But, all right, guys, take her easy. Don't get in any freaking trouble. Leave the fire marshal alone. It's the plan. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. Uh, Later, buddy. Later. Later. Alright, so anybody that's still listening, that was obviously a bunch of tomfoolery and, you know, stupid jokes and stuff, but that was the way, way we were in college and the way we, we, we met each other and became friends. We just had a good time. Uh, a lot of the relationships were built based on alcohol and then it grew into friendships outside alcohol from there, but uh, we always have a good time with each other, so... Yeah, uh, anything you guys don't like or hear, just you know, leave leave those negative comments for me, and then we'll filter them out next time because I can't edit these, so I'll, I'll cut out the bad parts. This episode there is a lot of editing to do because of them them goons. So uh, with that, um, this is a short episode this week. So um, you know, go live your life. No, no zero days. I'm about to go hit the gym. So no zero days. Go live your life and have fun, man. Um, this is Grindstone Adventures, and this is podcast 13 or 14. I still don't know off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, go live your life. Have fun, man. This is Grindstone Adventures. I'm your host, Zach Fuhr, and I am out.